Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Water Hill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. Aging Younger Show. This is David Tippy, And this is Stephanie Tippy. Welcome to Aging Younger Radio. David and I broadcast live from our clinic in Tamarack, Florida, every Wednesday at 7 p.m. You can visit us online at agingyounger.net, and you can always call us at 954-742-4430. Where is the outrage over the deaths from legal drugs? Drugs, a huge amount of Americans use them. Chances are you have some in your medicine cabinet in the bathroom right now. Most drugs used in the U.S. today are legal, while some are illegal. Unfortunately, the picture of drugs portrayed by the mainstream media is very biased and one-sided and not well understood by most Americans. So I want to present as much factual information here as possible. Information you are not likely to read in the mainstream media since they themselves are very much funded and influenced by the pharmaceutical industry. There are more deaths from legal drugs than illegal drugs. We are taught from a very young age in this country, that illegal drugs are dangerous and can lead to addiction and even death. The truth is, however, that more people in America are addicted to legal drugs and deaths related to legal drugs far outnumber deaths due to illegal drugs. Now, here's some facts. 11% of Americans aged 12 and older now use prescribed antidepressant uh, psychotic drugs and the CDC November 2011 report. At least 106,000 people die each year from drugs which are properly prescribed and properly administered. More than 2 million suffer side effects. Now, this is Lazios J. Pomeranz, BH, Coronary PN, uh, and uh, Adverse Drug Reactions Hospitalized Patients, the JAMA, 1998, 279-1200. Before we continue with the show, I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today, and she mentioned that a colleague, someone that we know in our profession, her husband was hospitalized for uh, surgery. And because they kept this gentleman on his post-surgical medications much longer than he should have, he now has developed pneumonia, and his he is really extending his stay in the hospital. And he is of uh, older age. I would say he's in his 70s or 80s. And having pneumonia at that age is not uh, something that he is likely to recover 
uh, quicker than sooner. But going back to illegal drugs, including cocaine and heroin, are responsible for an estimated 10 to 20,000 American deaths per year. Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report uh, uh, stated this uh, in the CDC 2007 uh, uh, journal, Article 56, 0593-96. Now, please note that these statistics that we're discussing, especially in the second uh, point mentioned, the 106,000 deaths from legally prescribed drugs does not even factor in the deaths from legal drugs that are not prescribed but are, but are obtained for recreational purposes through theft, through the corrupt physicians, or from friends, uh, which is a growing problem in our society. Dr. Mercola reports that nearly 20% of Americans have used prescription drugs for non-medicinal reasons, three-quarters of whom may be abusing them. Legally prescribed narcotics now cause more deaths each year than traffic accidents and cause more deaths than heroin and cocaine combined. And this is from the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, a report published in the L.A. Times. Now, clearly, legal drugs are a far worse problem in America today than illegal drugs when it comes to addiction and deaths. There is more criminal activity from legal drugs than there is from illegal drugs. The top illegal drugs in America today are marijuana, heroin, and cocaine. So most criminal convictions in the United States must be involved with the illegal sale and distribution of these drugs. Is that, I'm hoping, I'm assuming that is correct. Not if you look at the criminal convictions from drug lawsuits. The amount of money awarded and damages due to criminal convictions and the number of innocent people killed from drugs in these criminal cases against the companies that manufacture legal drugs. Illegal drugs are minuscule when compared to legal drugs from this perspective. In 2010, a panel of doctors with the Public Citizens Health Research Group produced a study showing that while the, the defense industry used to be the biggest defrauder of the federal government under the False Claims Act, the pharmaceutical industry has now overtaken them. The study found that U.S. spending on prescription drugs has increased from $40 billion in 1990 to $230 billion in 2008. In this era, the rapidly rising drug costs, the illegal pharmaceutical company activities that have contributed to such inflated spending have garnered a significant amount of media attention. Recent billion-dollar settlements with two of the largest pharmaceutical companies in the world, Eli Lilly and Pfizer, provide evidence of the enormous scale of this wrongdoing. However, the total size of varied nature 
and potential impact of these illegal and potentially dangerous activities have not been previously analyzed. The study examined tens, uh, trends from 1991 to the present in federal and state criminal and civil actions against pharmaceutical companies in order to address these questions. Their study found that the practice of illegal off-label promotion of pharmaceuticals was responsible for the largest amount of financial penalties levied by the federal government over the past 20 years. The practice can be prosecuted as a criminal offense because of the serious adverse health effects of patients from such activity. The most widely published case in recent times was the case of Merck's painkiller drug Vioxx. Before it was pulled from the market, scientists at the FDA estimated that Vioxx caused between 88,000 and 139,000 heart attacks. Now that's probably 30 to 40 percent of them fatal for an estimated 55,000 deaths. Merck, which also markets the vaccines, uh, Gardasil, MMR, and Varivax, was found guilty of criminal charges of suppressing negative research on the drug prior to its release. They paid billions of dollars in damages, but how many people went to prison over the mass, this mass murder conviction? Guess what, folks? Not one. Not, but if someone wants to use a natural herb that cannot be patented by a drug company for pain relief, such as cannabis, the marijuana, they go to prison just for possession. So while the pharmaceutical companies are continually convicted of criminal charges in a legal drug industry and simply get off by paying money which reduces their bottom line, over 30% of America's youth are now being arrested and being put into our overcrowded prisons funded by our tax dollars for something more serious than a traffic ticket by the age of 23, and the majority of those are casualties of America's war on drugs. 750,000 people were arrested in 2010 for merely possessing marijuana not selling it nor distributing it. Are all illegal drugs only recreational drugs with no therapeutic value? No, according to the FDA, any product making any health claim that has not been approved by them and their scientists is being sold as an illegal drug. I know this firsthand because I know of people who were issued warning letters by the FDA and selling uh, and not selling illegal drugs. What was they what were they selling? Coconut oil. Yes, the FDA wanted to protect you from toxic and highly addictive dangerous substances known as coconut oil. So, it issued them a warning letter which would have resulted in their arrest 
and detention and loss of their business if they had not chosen to resist. The crime of that company was linking to peer-reviewed research on health benefits of coconut oil as well as publishing testimonials from their customers who were claiming such unapproved things such as losing weight, increased energy, being thi- better thyroid function, and many other natural wellness things. These unapproved claims made coconut oil a drug, according to the FDA, and of course, they are now criminals because no one can use the words treat or cure unless you are a man-made synthetic drug. Those are the words rented by the drug cartel. This kind of activity by the FDA goes on regularly. 2011, they issued a warning letter to uh, Wildwood sellers for health claims made for their elderberry wine. Now, the letter stated that it was an unapproved, misbranded drug. It went on to say, products with unapproved disease claims and and, uh, are dangerous because they may cause consumers to delay or avoid legitimate drug treatments. The FDA is committed to protecting consumers from unapproved products on the market. They also went after Diamond Foods in California for illegal health claims on their walnuts, which made them into drugs. One of the most widely publicized cases on the Internet in 2011, now the mainstream media rarely will cover these types of stories because many of their sponsors are the pharmaceutical companies. Now, back in 2011, it was the case of a Texas medical doctor and Ph.D. biochemist, Dr. Brzezinski. Dr. Brzezinski has endured a 14-year legal battle with the Texas Medical Board and the FDA over his proven cancer therapy using a medicine he developed himself called antineoplastins. If he finally beats the FDA and gets approval for this therapy that has successfully treated some incurable cancers, it will mark the first time in history that a single scientist not a pharmaceutical company, but a single scientist, will hold the exclusive patent and distribution rights on a paradigm-shifting medical breakthrough. But for most of his practice in treating cancer patients from all over the world, he has been using an illegal drug according to the FDA. You can watch a very uh, well-done documentary on his work. And there is a short trailer that uh, all you have to do is uh, Google it uh, if you want to watch the full m- the movie. Uh, the top legal drugs with no therapeutic value, while the FDA operates under the assumption that any product making health claims that have 
that they have not approved is an illegal drug. There are many drugs approved that have been shown to have no therapeutic value at all and are even harmful. And let's go back to the example of Vioxx. Uh, uh, so it, which just so happens to also bring the most revenue for the pharmaceutical companies. Psychotropic drugs are now the number one class of drugs prescribed in the United States. And as stated, 11% of Americans aged 12 and older are now on these drugs as they are prescribed to children and adults for mental health. Psychiatry is a $300 billion a year industry and the United States is the only Western country that allows direct-to-consumer advertising of prescription drugs. You know, the ones you hear every day with all of the 33, 59,000 side effects, but why wait? Ask your doctor today, advertisements. So how do you define mental health or mental disease? There are no lab tests, brain scans, x-rays, or chemical imbalance tests that can independently verify any mental disorders. Psychiatrists' diagnostic criteria are literally voted into existence and inserted into the American Psychiatric Association's Diagnostic and Statistical Manual for Mental Disease, or the DSM, which is voted in a system of classification of systems that is drastically different from the foreign to anything uh, in medicine. Now, none of the diagnoses are supported by objective evidence of physical disease, illness, or science. And yet it is for these disorders that psychotropic drugs are prescribed for. With every new revision of the DSM, new diseases are added so that more drugs can be prescribed. A new version due out in, uh, that was uh, published in 2012, is proposing new diagnoses such as the Internet Addiction Disorder, Apathy Syndrome, i.e. not caring enough, Parental Alienation Syndrome, and others that today are apparently misunderstood as normal behavior that needs to be corrected by psychotropic drugs. But do these drugs really work? Do they have a therapeutic value for mental disorders? Since so many people in America are purchasing these products, and we consume about 60% of the world's psychotropic drugs, that is such a high percentage, 60%, they will tell you emphatically, yes, they truly believe these drugs help them with diseases, diseases that are defined by psychiatrists. I have, I have had people also tell us, uh, I would not be alive today if it weren't for these drugs. Who can argue with this experience? Well, 
However, several studies have now shown that these drugs usually perform no better in clinical trials than placebos, suggesting that their effectiveness is based on the patient's belief in them and not any actual therapeutic value of the drug itself. Mind over matter, folks. The most recent study was done in December of 2011 and published in the Journal of Clinical Psychiatry. Dr. Irving Kirsch, who is a professor of psychology at the University of Hull in the UK, and uh, he also has written an entire book on the subject. And the book is titled The Emperor's New Drugs, Exploding the Antidepressant Myth. It is a very powerful book from what we um, can see and from uh, our scanning through it. Now, you can read the introduction for yourself, and you can summarize his studies as well, if you want, by Googling it. Again, his name is Dr. Irving Kirsch, and he's uh, out of the UK, and the Emperor's New Drugs Exploding the Antidepressant Myth. Not only are these types of drugs without therapeutic value, they have terrible side effects. These side effects are so terrible that the FDA issues what are called black box warnings on them, the, the strictest warnings possible. The overuse of these drugs has been linked to increased violence in schools and other places, along with increased rates of suicide. They are being prescribed at alarming rates for returning vets who are diagnosed with post-traumatic stress disorder who have been suicide uh, and, and also who have seen suicide rates skyrocket. Now, before the psychotropic, psychotropic drugs became the biggest money maker for the pharmaceutical companies in the United States, the statins, these cholesterol-lowering drugs, held that position as being number one, and they are still a close second. Now, one of every four Americans over the age of 45 is currently on statins, thinking that they are doing something good to prevent heart disease. You've got to go back into our archives and listen to our, our shows on cholesterol, statins, and triglycerides. So, it is a $25 billion a year industry, but research now shows that cholesterol has almost nothing nothing to do with predicting heart disease, and the whole lipid theory of heart disease was based on faulty research to begin with. Not only do cholesterol levels not predict heart disease, artificially lowering one's cholesterol later in life can lead to neurological diseases such as Alzheimer's as the brain is starved for cholesterol. Remember, basics. The cell is comprised of cholesterol, omega-369, arachidonic acid, and selenium. Athletes have known for years that statin drugs damage muscles as well. So for more information on statin drugs and the faulty lipid theory of heart disease, we tell you to please go and Google it. And also our previous show some weeks back, we did on the misnomers of cholesterol-taking drugs. So please go into our archives. The pharmaceutical cartel, America's wealthiest and most influential lobbyists. So how did we end up in this situation in America today? 
where we put drug users in prison simply because their drug of choice is illegal, even if they were harming nobody but possibly themselves. But we allow mass murderers and drug pushers to operate legally and fully sanctioned by the government. Fortunately, there is an unholy marriage between the pharmaceutical companies and government. The pharmaceutical industry is the largest politically lobby in the U.S., spending over $244 million on lobbying. The improvement of this is only going to come from the knowledge that people are going to be able to receive from folks like Stephanie and I. You are not going to do anything other for yourself other than to learn that choice matters. So going back to Big Pharma, the pharmaceutical cartel today does not want Americans to use any other products other than the ones that they sell. And that's why we in the wellness industry are, called, are, are said to be quacks and the ones that the government approves. And the government pretty much does everything the pharmaceutical lobby wants them to do. 2011 saw several stories of families choosing natural treatments over approved legal drugs and then be attacked for their decisions, with the government coming in and taking children away from their parents who don't follow their drug program. Now, since the mainstream media seldom covers these stories, we public. We have been following this and reading a lot about it since 2011, and it was one of the main reasons that we are putting all these radio shows together. Now, there's another story of a family in Michigan that underwent treatment for cancer for their son, and then their son was determined to be free from cancer after the treatment. The physicians wanted to continue using toxic treatments as a preventative measure so that the cancer would not return. But the treatments were uh, ruining the health of the child. The family chose to use less toxic methods instead. The state of Michigan sued the parents to force them to use their treatments. It was a long court battle, but a judge finally dismissed the case. These two stories are just representative of how the pharmaceutical cartel influences mm -hmm. government to take away your freedom to choose your own treatments and products. If their influence over what is legal drug and what is not continues soon, we will have no choices left legally but to use their toxic and often worthless products and all other effective and natural products will become part of the illegal black market. The only politician not owned by the pharmaceutical lobbyists, all of the current politicians running for office from previous past president of the United States have some connections to the pharmaceutical companies, except one, as you can remember, let's briefly look at 
at, at that person. President Obama, of course, promoted the largest government takeover of drugs with his health care bill. The bill will be determined to be either unconstitutional by the Supreme Court or will be law. The family chooses not to use pharmaceutical products, and therefore that family has not carried health insurance for many years. Under Obama, President Obama's bill, if it is fully enacted, will be enforced to purchase private allowing more Americans. Now we all know that it has been initiated, and now we all are suffering from that particular bill. I want each and every American to understand that when you get your bill, and of course most have gotten them now before the November 4th election of midterm of 2014, you really, if you like your health care insurance, you can keep your health care insurance is a complete lie, and you are going to suffer the consequences, which is dollars out of your bank account to pay for the unconstitutional Obamacare. We are running out of time. We thank you for joining us again, and we thank you for being our loyal listeners. David and I, we will be back on air next week, same time, same place, so please uh, set your iPhone and your computers to Aging Younger right here on Blog Talk Radio. Until then, have a healthy Aging Younger week, and God bless you all. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauder Hill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, LiveLonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.